Hey, what's up? Kalen here. Uh, in this episode, I talk with my buddy TJ Gamble of uh, Jamerson. Jamerson is a Magento professional solutions partner. And of course, uh, TJ also has a YouTube channel called E-Commerce Holic, also a top 50 Magento contributor, believe it or not. And uh, we had a good time. TJ is, uh, is a great, fun guy to talk to. So we had uh, a good time, talked about uh, an idea he has for the upcoming Magento Imagine to put together like an old school A-team style van to trek across the country and do live video and crazy stuff. So we talked a little bit about that. We also talked about some of the stuff that he's uh, up to with his agency around PWA, some automotive stuff. He's been pretty uh, big into the automotive space for quite a while. And then uh, we talked a little bit about um, the uh, some ideas for e-commerce businesses, uh, my subscription bananas idea, as well as something that he was kicking around as well. So it was a, it was a fun chat. I hope that you enjoy it. You can find him on Twitter at ecommerceaholic uh, or at Jamerson. And so, uh, with no further ado, I hope you enjoy it. And we're recording um tj gamble what's what's cracking man it's been it's been too long since we last chatted it's been forever i don't know we we go through these cycles with conferences and then people show up and you've got like three or four in a row and then we go three or four months without seeing each other that's the nature of this game it is and then with the whole youtube game i'm i'm very i'm very on and off with it i have a very patchy you've been much more consistent I, i i have to say well, I did take December off, though. I, I, I will admit, I took December off, cut the live streams back. We've got we've to change that a little bit. We wanna, I want to do a, something a little different with the live streams. Not going to yeah. break that story here. And then we've got to okay. do more polished content. So I, I spent December trying to get ready for all of that. Okay. Okay. Respectable. How are, <laughs> how, how are the, how's the whole e-commerceaholic channel going overall? I mean, he's doing well, you know, with, with YouTube, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but the, somebody out there that listens to this may not be, um, YouTube doesn't really reward live streams. Live streams are not how you grow a YouTube channel. Uh, and so you, you grow a YouTube channel with polished produced content. And so the fact that we've been focused on small clips, I mean, it could be 30 seconds to 10 minutes, depending on, you know, the audience and what you're trying to do with it. But yeah, three to 10 minutes, um, you know, putting a lot of time, but those take a lot more time than an hour long live stream. A 10 minute video takes a lot more time than an hour to write and shoot and edit. And so we focused on the live streams just because we didn't have a ton of time. Uh, And so the channel has been good. Uh, You know, we've gotten a lot of benefit. I think we've you know, hopefully added something to the Magento community with that, but it hasn't like taken off like wildfire. Like I think we could do uh, this upcoming year when we do more polished content. I think so, man. I think you keep plugging away. And by the end of 2019, you see, you'll sail into 2020 with a, with a massive, massive channel. I think. Yeah. I'm just getting warmed up. (laughs) Yes, sir, man. 2000, the funny, the craziest thing to me about 2019 is that 2020 is like right around the corner now. I mean, 2020 was always the future, you know, that was, we were going to have flying cars, 
you know, <laughs> you know, Jetsons, lifestyles, the whole nine yards. And, uh, Not to be a Debbie Downer, but one of my children told me the other day, they're like, you realize this is the last year that ends in teen you'll ever see? that's kind of rough do that to me that's kind of rough man i've heard some there's some out there uh theories on like life extension and stuff like that like i listen to some wild podcasts and there's some people that think that you know some of the stuff they're going to do around life extension like we might we might live quite a bit longer than than we're expecting so we'll see We'll I don't know, man. We're getting on up there. They better start yeah. getting, you know, if they started now, they probably wouldn't be done with the very risky trial runs by the time we die. So uh, maybe, yeah. our kids, maybe our grandkids, but we're screwed. Some of the, <laughs> maybe some like this dude, Ray Kurzweil, who's like, uh, works for Google. He's like a futurist. He's made a bunch of pretty, pretty crazy predictions and stuff. And he does like, I don't know, I think he's in his 70s or something, but he does all, all sorts, like he takes all sorts of crazy bleeding edge, like like medical stuff and supplements. And then there's people that like filter their blood and stuff like that, which supposedly is a big part of it. It gets kind of crazy. It gets a little creepy, but but uh, it's kind of crazy, the stuff, that's, the stuff that's happening. So what happens to the world's populations and the problems we're having with overcrowding exactly. and resources exactly. no one dies exactly. or at least only poor people die yeah that's that's i mean that's that's the tough because even as it is now po uh, uh population is just out of control and it, i mean what is it seven billion or so now seven eight and it's going to be up to like it's going to double within i don't know 10 years something like that like it's it's just it's going to be out of control i mean austin's going to keep growing <laughs> Out of control. That's, that's the main thing I'm worried about. That's a self-inflicted problem for you, though. You move yeah. there. Yeah, I'm part of the I'm part of the problem. Part of the problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man's got to move in and be like, "Dad, come I wish people would quit moving here." <laughs> that's exactly what I did. That's a hundred percent exactly what I did. Um, got you a keep Austin weird bumper sticker, and now you're a local. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do need to get one of those. That'd be that'd be that'd be good. So what's up with this uh, crazy car uh, uh, mobile uh, mobile social uh, imagine Magento imagine experience that you're trying to put together, man? It's just a really really bad idea um, that I'm trying to <laughs> put together. So if you're if you're listening out there and you're thinking of participating, it's a terrible idea. I told you up front. Uh, you're welcome to participate if we do it. Just want to let you know. But, uh, you know, what we're thinking, and, and let me, I'll kind of roll it back and, and give you kind of the whole picture uh, from my perspective and how it, how it might benefit others. But this is what I was thinking. By the you way, know, real quick, before you start, in honor of the, the e-commerce-aholic vibe, I'm going to crack open a LaCroix right here. Okay, pop it on. The, there you go. You that? Yes, sir. Such a satisfying sound, man. Such a satisfying sound. That wasn't yes, a LaCroix. Sir. You could have told us it was a beer or something, at least. <laughs> you know how I do it. You, you know don't have do video it. here, so you might as well. <laughs> like, you've gone all in on the no video. That's how, I, that's how far we've gone. It's like, I yeah. show up to this with video <laughs> on, and you're like, nah, dude, I'm done with the video. <laughs> audio only yeah i gotta say i audio is much more manageable for me i think that you've done 
a much better job on the video. I think you enjoy it. And uh, the video kind of drives me a little nuts. Like it's, it's, it's a lot easier for me to concentrate when, when I don't have to worry about all that. It, it, it gets a lot, it gets, video gets very, very expensive very quickly. I, it's you know, very it's, complicated. I just yeah. bought two lights and now we're green screening stuff. And it's, you know, now I need a, I want multiple camera angles and a nicer cameras. And I, I'm going to put this business out of business by trying to create <laughs> videos. Yeah. What's your advertising budget look like? Well, we, we don't have money for ads. Spend every dime we made on video equipment. On lights and, and cameras. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the Zoom will record. I, I, I think it'll record your video. So if you, if you have any salient points to make, we could <laughs> potentially cut those out, pop them on your channel as audio clips. But, you know, that's, that's a big if. That's no, a if, big if that's the case, I'd better switch to – my bar virtual set here just in case anybody yeah, yeah. You know, get ready like I'm at the pub yeah yeah get ready um, but anyway i i, I interrupted you yeah. yeah yeah we we could sit here and go on tangents all day long if that's what it takes um but now what i was thinking you know imagine is the biggest event of the year for magento and magento agencies especially in the u.s i know they have magento lives and things uh, overseas that might be bigger for companies in those geographies. But for us, it's Imagine. And so, you know, small agency, we don't have a ton of money. I can't give them tens of thousands of dollars to sponsor the tables at the breakfast or whatever, you know, some of the the crazier sponsorship opportunities are. Um, so, you know, what we were trying to do is figure out a way to reinforce the fact that we do some automotive stuff. You know, we, we really like to play in automotive e-commerce. Uh, we yeah. understand the complexities there. So what can we do um, in regards to a car? Really, really, maybe it's just how can TJ figure out how to deduct on his taxes some sort of automotive <laughs> expense, right? If you really want to get down to it, it's probably right. what it boils down to. But how can I obtain hey. a car you got to hit a few birds with one stone, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. name of the How game. How can I do something and write it off on taxes, okay? Yeah. So yeah. the thinking was, and, and, you know, what would benefit uh, a company, you know, other than just ourselves um, before Imagine? And, and I would think that would be a little bit of exposure. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of these companies whose ad budget and a lot of the opportunities at Imagine to advertise are really just brand recognition, brand awareness, you know, getting your name, your logo in front of people. Yeah. So it created a ton of content leading up to Imagine, a week or two prior to Imagine. Uh, and we've got a bunch of people to actively participate in that. So, you know, people that show up and participate in the event and go to Imagine, if we can get them to help us out, um, if we can get several companies and their marketing departments to actively participate, then with our content we create, we could create this network effect. And so, you know, if you don't know much about social or social theory, basically if you get a certain number of people, uh, if you just meet a certain criterion, whatever that is may vary from platform to platform, but a little bit of interaction on your posts spreads your post. And so more people then see that post and more people interact with it and it grows and you create a little bit of virality out of a post. I'm not saying we're going to go viral and get millions of views or anything like that. But okay. we wanted an organized effort around a social campaign 
with multiple participants to see if we can't get a broader reach for the content we create. And all we really need is something silly to create that content around. Could really be anything. Um, My idea was, well, what if we did a road trip? And the original idea was, what if we get a van and we make it look like the A-Team van from the the old TV show, and it's the (laughs) Adobe Team van, and we pack, you know, four to eight uh, content creators in that van, and we road trip uh, for a week and go to various places across the country, ending up in Vegas right before Imagine. Uh, that, That was just kind of the original idea. It's, you know, through some great feedback from folks like Karen Baker, uh, at Shipper HQ, we've, you know, kind of evolved it into what if it was a cannonball run style event. So you could fly in, buy a $200 beater and see if it'll get you to Vegas. Or you can, you know, uh, if you have a corporate Ferrari, bring that sucker in, whatever car. So any budget, any number of people what's that a, legally what's a cannonball? Vehicle. I'm not sure I'm familiar. What's it? What's a cannonball? Yeah, you know there there were some movies made about it, but it's it's basically these events, uh, and with a cannonball run, it's really a race, and it's usually a very very long distance. So say San Francisco to New York, or New York to San Francisco, but mm-hmm. every day on a cannonball run, you have a certain distance to cover, and so mm-hmm. you may not drive but four hours, but you leave and however fast you get to that place, you know, once you clock in, that's your time. And then it's cumulative throughout all of the days. And then there are different events. You may have to stop and do some sort of treasure hunt or take a photo with somebody or do something like that for additional points. And the person at the end that has the most points wins. Um, Man, this has gotten complicated. Well, it's not, it's not too complicated. And, and we don't want to, we probably wouldn't do a, you know, the timing and trying people trying to go fast and things like that on corporate events. Uh, that that's probably not something we would do in that we don't want to promote people being irresponsible uh, at something that's supposed to be lighthearted and fun. Yeah. But um, you know, you basically, so say you started in Atlanta Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you may drive up to Tennessee and stop at somebody's office in Nashville, you know, that's around the, the Magento community. And then the next day you may drive over to Classy Llama in, in, um, Springfield. And then from there, you may cut down to Dallas to see, um, creativity or somebody. And then from there down to Austin to the Magento, uh, headquarters. And then I thought you you were going to say to Austin to hang out with Kaylin. See Kaylin. Yeah. To see Kaylin at the Magento. Uh, offices uh, so it kind of morphed from one uh a team uh van cruising together to a lot of people in a lot of different places going different places and yeah and it could be yeah. it could be a few people a few cars um but the, you know the the thought was the feedback was i like the one I, car idea i like the one <laughs> car idea just blasting it i like the together the fact that that's a little more controlled. Um, but you know, the feedback was that was going to be kind of expensive to get a van. Cause nobody has a van like that. And then to make it look like the 18 van, if you went and, and were trying to be silly with it, uh, right. it was just going to be a fairly high budget and you can only get so many people in it. So you can only divide that amongst so many participants. Uh, yeah. if you, if you opened it up to any car, somebody can bring their daily driver 
and participate if they want to drive it across the country. Uh, and then they can put four people in that car to share those costs. It just opens it up to more potential participants. And we, okay. we may not have any participants at this point. I'm still waiting for um, some responses, but I feel like if you had, if you were doing a cannonball run style, you really need about four cars to make that interesting and entertaining. Mm. Um, and so if we, you know, if we have four cars, it, it sounds like a good idea to me. Worst case, hey. it's a tax write-off. And, and are, are all four cars together or are they all, is it like, well, are they all caravan? You start, you start from the same place and you end at the same place. Oh, How okay. you get there is up to you, right? And so you drive about four hours a day and you end at some place and we have some event there. We may have some little get together. It, you know, it may be more formal. It may be less formal. Uh, and, I, and I'm open to any ideas, but really what we're trying to do is create something interesting that we can create content around um, and use that you know, you'll have the cars wrapped with your logos and, you know, you'll have Jamerson logos and Magento logos or whatever your company is uh, on the cars. And so, you know, that'll always kind of be a theme is your brand, your logo, your employee creating content. Um, it, it could be any silly event. It just needs to be, you know, about a week long where we're creating content and end in Vegas. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good, man. So, um, so you, have, you, have you managed to rope anybody into this crazy thing yet? I've got quite a few people seriously interested. We'll, we'll say that. I don't, I don't know, you know, again, it, it really depends on the buy-in and how many people, uh, whether or not we can get that critical mass to actually make it uh, something fun and interesting. Because if it's just me in a van driving across country, it's probably not that interested uh, or interesting to, to people, but um, I don't know. I mean, if we can get three or four people, I may just hop in one of my old cars and drive it to Vegas, worst case. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think, okay, that sounds good. I like, I like the, I like that. How much, so how much would the, would the uh, A-Team uh, van cost? A couple well, thousand? The, the biggest expense is the van itself, right? Mm -hmm. and so, if you're going to put all of these people in a van and you're going to drive to Vegas, you want a fairly new van. Yeah. You don't want a van that's not going to make it. Yeah. And so if you bought a almost brand new van, like one that's to buy the van, you could just, you could just I mean, rent one. Renting a van and then wrapping it like the 18 van, oh, you know, that's the problem, right? Gosh. Now, if you found a good used van, you could reduce it, but a, a new travel van that's going to fit eight full-grown adults for a trip to Vegas, you're talking about 40, 50 grand at least just for the van. Oh, yeah. Um, no, so it, you're talking about seven, $8,000 for eight sponsors to make that work. Yeah, that's like, well, here's, here's, here's maybe what you could do. Find somebody that's like a mechanic that knows, knows the thing inside and out, get a super old van, that it'll have that look, have that nice, you know, old school look. And then you save money and then if it breaks, and, th and then as it breaks, cause you know it's gonna break a couple times, you got the mechanic there to figure it out. Uh, there's gotta be somebody in the community that knows their way around around a van. And that but, would make for some really interesting content too. TJ yeah. on the side of the road, broken down, <laughs> trying to make that, it work. That is a thought as well. If you buy a junker or something yeah. that, 
you know, may be reliable, may not be reliable. You know, a van with 150,000 miles on it, a really nice travel van with 100, 150,000 miles, you're talking about 10 to 15 grand for one in pretty good physical condition. Um, you know, that, that, you know, cuts the sponsorship way down there. Now you might get away with, um, you know, three or four grand per, per sponsor to make that work. Um, and then if it does break, then that's just entertainment. Like that's part of it. Is this going to make it? Uh, and you might literally, you might literally buy, I think the, the A-Team van was like a late seventies GMC Vandura. Yeah. You might literally go buy yeah. a late seventies hey. GMC Vandura and see right. if it'll make the trip. Right. Um, Start a pool, take bets on how yeah. how far you guys will make it before you crash down. <laughs> a board, yeah. One of those like football boards, like how many miles will we go before the van has catastrophic failures? And then if it fails, you could either have uh, somebody else following you or you could just go rent a van at that point. Yeah. Go rent a 15-passenger yeah. van and finish the drive. Um, maybe then maybe you even donate the van maybe you do a a, like a like a sweepstakes or something donate the van after the event i don't know who's gonna want the van but be kind of give it away at your booth and imagine give it away at your booth drive it in just like they drove in the uh just like they drove in the motorcycles for road to imagine drive that van right into the into the sponsorship hall give that sucker away yeah, that, my booth is not near big enough to put a van <laughs> in. Um, yeah, the, the the booth would cost the booth big enough to put a van in would cost more than the 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 new van. The new van, uh, yeah. yeah. So it'd be similar anyway. So not going to do that. But I did ask if I could park it out front, right in front of the doors. Um, and I, you know, they're they're a little iffy on that. We'll we'll see if they approve it or not. <laughs> right. um, and I'm not even sure it's going to be a van. At this point, I, I've got my 63 Chevy Impala trying to get it wrapped up just in case. Worst case, we'll try to take that. Um, and so, you know, but I, I like this idea of if nothing else works out, even if you do the cannonball run, get four or five people. Let's get four people. Let's get the A-team costumes on. I'll get a big chain. I'll be Mr. T. You know, can we get... Can we get, uh, you know, Hannibal and Face and all of those guys, you know, Murdoch, uh, get each person, put costumes on, and actually, like, let's fully live it as the A-team across country until it breaks down. Yeah, man. It sounds fun. It'd be a good time. You, you interested? You, you want to do this? Uh, whoo, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm uh, we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to play by ear. You might be a good uh, Murdoch, man. Make a good Murdoch. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched enough eighteen to know what that means, but I'm gonna trust that 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 was a flattering comment. I don't, Murdoch's the kind of crazy one. Genius, crazy guy. Damn it. Okay, genius. Okay, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. He's yeah, the one that I'll pilot. Take... He's the pilot. He flies the helicopters, and you know he. But he's. He's a little out there. Okay. All right. Well, that fits. I think that fits. <laughs> I think that mostly fits, you know. Um, well, cool, man. That sounds fun. So what else is, uh, what else is new in your, in your world, man? Just busy, man. I don't, I don't, every agency I talk to right now, every Magento agency I talk to, they're just slammed at the moment. It's kind of crazy how busy things are 
at what is traditionally a slow time of year. Uh, I think that that Magento 2 migration cycle is starting to to really, um, you know, wreak a little havoc with everybody's uh, calendars. Yeah, that's great. Got any got any interesting uh, projects you can talk about? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit about it, at least, uh, you know, non-specific, but we've got um, a really interesting multi-source inventory project I'm excited oh, cool. about. Um, that's, nice, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. It's, uh, you know, multi-source inventory just hit in 2.3. And this is one with, I think they're going to have about 2,000 different sources. Um, okay. which pushing the limits of what MSI was designed to do. Uh, which is going to be going to be fun. Um, looks like we're signing up a a new Magento 2.3 progressive web app as well. Which, all right, uh, you know that's that's exciting and kind of scary at the same time because the tooling's still a little young, yeah, um, to, to do a production site on. But um, it, I think I think we found the right customer to do that. Their needs kind of align with what's available in there. Um, okay. Not a, it's not a really complicated site. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm always curious about, you know, who the, the PWAs are a, a good fit for right now. You know, um, is it just a, is it like a new, is it like a new build for, um, for a, a merchant that kind of has like a little sub brand that they could play around with or something like that? No, I mean, it's, it's important to the business. I mean, it is the business. They sell all, oh, okay. you know, it is, it is their entire business, but it's not a, oh, it's wow. not a huge business. It's, they don't have a huge catalog. They have like 300 products uh, that okay. they manufacture themselves. Uh, and so that, that makes it a little bit, a little bit better. If it was millions of products, you know, there's some, some complexities that come with that. If there were a ton of integrations or plugins they were going to need, uh, that, you know, that obviously has some complications as well. Uh, so it's, it's a fairly plain build, but their user journey of how they go about buying their products is the most important thing to them. And you're going to have to build that from the ground up anyway, regardless of how you theme the site. And so yeah. doing it as a progressive web app makes sense, especially when they have they have a small, not overly well-functioning mobile app, native mobile app now that they could replace with a PWA as well. So oh, it's okay. you know, all the all all of the boxes are checked there. Everything's kind of lined up for that one being an early adopter. Nice man. Um, do you guys know what you're going to build on? That is something. I mean, we're still waiting on contracts to be signed at this point. Um, right. so we, we haven't gotten too far into that. Uh, there's, you know, there's too many options is really what it boils down to. We're going to have yeah. to kind of get in there and evaluate and, and look because, um, you know, obviously you want, we would want to use Magento's PWA studio. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the first thing we evaluate. Mm -hmm. uh, can we do it on the Vinya theme using PWA studio? Uh, are there some reasons why we could not pull that off? And if, if there are limitations around that, then you look at Deity or View Storefront and you see which one of those kind of plays better um, with what we're trying to do here. Uh, I, yeah. I think, you know, Vinya with Magento PWA Studio is definitely what we anticipate using, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll just have to see once we get a little further into that project. Cool. 
I, uh, it's funny. I think for the very first time, you know, people talk about with PWAs, you know, what are the chances that somebody is going to actually want to, you know, one of the benefits is you can save uh, the website to your, you know, like to your home screen as an app, just like you would with a native app. And then people are like, wow, what are the chances somebody would actually want to do that? And I think I did it for the very first time. I always find myself Googling for the weather. I don't know why. I guess the weather app on my phone is something's wrong with it. But uh, I always Google for that. And then within the Google weather thing, you can add to home screen. So I added it to my home screen. And I was like, whoa, I think that's the very first time I've, I've actually done it as a user. And uh, it's kind of a cool experience. Um, do you find yeah. yourself, have you done that? Have you added a lot of PWAs to? A few, not, not really. I mean, most of the ones I did was just kind of, it was technical functionalities. Like, how does this PWA mm -hmm. thing work back uh, months yeah. ago? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not someone that uses my phone. I'm not pushing the limits of what my phone will do, right? I, I have a few apps. I check my email. I like to make phone calls on it. I could probably, if, if I had a BlackBerry that would check my email, I'd probably get by with that. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a power user when it comes to smartphones. Um, yeah. But, you know, really, it depends on your market and what your relationship with your customers are. This particular uh, app, this particular website, uh, they're very niche. And so they're, they're automotive and they sell parts for a very select few year make models of a certain manufacturer. And so mm -hmm. they've got a rabid audience, right? They've, they've got a fan base. And right. so with them, I think it, I think it'll work. I think, I think it'll be, you know, they do have users of their app, even though their apps experience is not as good as their websites experience. So right. I think for them, it would work if you're just selling t-shirts and you're not actually building community or an audience. I, I don't know if that functionality is going to be real useful for you. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, so are they going to reply? I'm, I'm asking too many questions about this. this Go ahead, man. I, I mean, I, if, you, if I can't answer it, I'll just say I can't answer it. Yeah. You mentioned that they have a native apps and so they're maybe going to, going to replace it or. No, not maybe. Um, definitely. You know, it's definitely getting replaced. It's not a very functional app. It is very basic functions. Um, they just, it's really more, Hey, we have an app, you know, gotcha. type of thing. Uh, and it's, I think it's having some problems that I think it's tied to their current website, which yeah. means their current website goes away. The app will cease functioning. Um, so it's gotta be replaced with, and that's one of the reasons it benefits, uh, that really tip the scale for them to be an early adopter of progressive web apps. Right. Right. Nice, man. Hey, I have an idea for a progressive web app. Let's do it. What you, you got? It? Sure. All right. Have I, have I talked to you about my subscription bananas idea? No, I think I saw a tweet about subscription it. But... Bananas. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I, I've been fleshing it out. So here's the thing. So I'm a big fan of bananas, right? <laughs> they taste fantastic when they're of ripe. Of course you are. Yeah. But only when they're ripe. Okay. Problem is, you know, you can get some from the store. They might be ripe. They might not be. Uh, if they are ripe, they're only going to last a couple of days. And then the tail end of the week, you know, they're, they're starting to get brown and not very good. Right. So, um, I'm thinking you set up a direct to consumer subscription 
uh, e-commerce to sell bananas, plain and simple. And uh, you know, the tricky part is that you're gonna have to figure out all the, the whole supply chain side of things, which I don't know anything about. But um, other than that, it's nice and simple. It's green, it's, it's, it's uh, friendly to the environment because there's tons of food waste, right? As much as they try to anticipate demand, uh, there's only so much they can do, so there's a ton of food waste. It's healthy. I mean, it's, it's natural, organic bananas. It's, it's subscription revenue. It's perfect. So okay. what do you think about that? Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, do you have one of those little things you hang your bananas from, or do you just set them on the counter? I, so I do have one of the things to hang them from, and sometimes we use it. Sometimes, as I'm starting to put this idea out, I'm starting to get a lot of information about bananas. And I did hear from somebody something about if you hang them and put them in a paper bag with ginger in them, it'll make them ripe faster or last longer, something like that. Yeah. Is, that is that the direction you're going with that? Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, if you hang them, I think supposedly they don't, you know, because all of that browning is like a lot of it is bruising. Um, so if you're, you know, if they're hanging and they're not sitting, I think they – they last longer and they don't turn brown. And I mean, even if they're a little brown, they're edible. A lot of people are afraid of them. Um, but, you know, as far as the idea goes, I, I just don't know if it's like, theoretically, how much would you charge me to make sure I always had bananas on hand? I'm not sure. I mean, you, you'd have to charge, obviously, a little bit of a premium um to you know to 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 do that you probably have to deliver twice a week uh so as long as you could charge in, you know enough of a premium and have enough customers it, it should work but you, you definitely would have to you'd have to be selling a lot of bananas to make <laughs> it work but um you know uh, so I think do you open it up to other fruit as well i think so i mean i think i think that you would, I think that you would eventually have to add other products um, that maybe fit into a similar category. Obviously, there, there's already certain grocery delivery services, but you know, those are really complicated. Like to deliver all types of groceries is a whole, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a very complicated, you've got different levels of refrigeration, different types of things. And that's a whole other thing. But I think if you found things in a certain category that made sense, apples, for example, I'm a huge apple fan. However, don't have the same pain point because you can get a, a week's worth of apples from the grocery store, no problem. They stay ripe, you know, get some, get some pink ladies, maybe some honey crisp, and you're good to go. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure you'd eventually add other, other products, but they'd have to they'd have to kind of fit. And I, I think like Amazon Prime, I remember because somebody was like, well, I could just use Amazon Prime. But here's what I remembered. The Amazon Prime bananas didn't taste good. I don't know why. They just didn't taste good. It was a different type of banana, something. But they just didn't taste good at all. So how much does a bundle of bananas cost? You know, um, that's a good question. I think actually, give me a second. Give me a second. I bought bananas for the office this morning. I got to. Hey, there we go. We're getting serious. Getting serious about this idea here. 
<laughs> see what TJ comes back with on these bananas. All right, so I know they were, I, I remember, I, I want to say they were 69 cents a pound or 59 cents a pound, and okay. then the, the um, organic bananas were a dime more a pound. Because okay. I remember looking at them, I'm like, I don't really give a damn if they're organic or not. Just give me Same some. Same here. Bananas. I never right. get the organic ones. I'm not um, And so these were, let's see, no, bananas, yeah, 59 cents a pound. And one bundle was 2.9 pounds, so it cost me a dollar and 71 cents for a bundle of bananas. It, this it's, it's, I mean, whatever the price is, it's nothing compared to the joy, the health factor, the satisfaction that a good ripe banana gives you. I mean, you could easily take that up to two, two fifty, uh, two, two dollars or uh, two fifty, I think, easily. Okay. Easily. So two fifty um, a week is that what you're, you're bringing me? But you well, said bananas two, twice a week. I'm I'm paying two, five bucks a week for bananas. So two fifty a bundle. Let's say two fifty a bundle. So instead of buck sixty nine, let's say you're paying two fifty, and maybe I mean who knows? Like at our household, we might need three four bundles a week. Um, you know, my kids eat bananas. The baby likes bananas. Everybody likes bananas. It's but then bananas. you're gonna have to tear it right because I oh, may yeah. not. I don't eat as many bananas as you eat apparently. Oh yeah. You're oh, like yeah. a banana freak, and I'm eating like yeah. one bundle a week here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're going to tear it. Yeah, you're going to tear it down. Uh, maybe maybe it's one bundle and two, three bundles a week. So maybe you're paying 20 bucks a month for your bananas, right? You know, you're, here's the thing. You're already paying 20 bucks a month for bananas, but half of the time they're going bad on you, you know? So I'm, I'm, sa I'm saving you money. I'm saying maybe you're buying too many bananas. <laughs> if they're going bad on you, maybe you should buy two bundles of bananas and not three a week, and then your bananas wouldn't go bad. You would eat them. You would have one miserable day in your life without bananas, <laughs> then you'd go to the grocery store and get some more. No, but that's the thing. Like, we've been out of bananas for, like, two, three days, and I got to hit the grocery store again, and uh, that's a big problem. I mean, I would pay the two, three, four, five dollars to have not gone without bananas for the past couple of days, for sure, you know? So that's, you know, that's- I'm, that's, that's I'm just not sure you're solving a big enough problem here. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, give we'll, it a try. It's just crazy enough to go viral and for you <laughs> to get a thousand subscribers to- It'd be a fun banana. brand. It'd be a fun brand to, to create too. Now does 250 um, get you shipping and all? I mean, you'd have to you'd have to bake shipping into that somehow, obviously. How do you ship bananas, like how do you keep the Man. bananas from getting bruised? How do you time it so that they're not green or rotten? Like, what happens when they show I, up and they are rotten? I think that I mean, you I like I'm I'm interested in talking to somebody that actually knows about supply chain for produce because I'm sure that there's a lot to figure out and look at. Um, you might need, I mean, maybe you need your own inventory. Maybe you need your own warehouse. Um, maybe you can piggyback off of existing stuff out there. Maybe you need some tech to uh, detect the, the correct ripeness levels. Um, so, I mean, there's, it's very simple on the front end. I'm sure on the back end, uh, there'd be some things to figure out, you know? So, um, we'll see, it'd be interesting. But actually, I was talking to a, uh, a buddy of mine that um, has an agency and they're gonna start has a development agency and they're going to start a, uh, 
a drop shipping business just to kind of learn, you know, just to kind of go through all of the pain points that their customers go through to kind of really understand what it's like to start an e-commerce business. Have you ever, have you ever thought about doing that? Have you ever toyed around with the idea? Maybe start a little auto resale business or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, auto parts are a little tougher, probably wouldn't start there. Um, just because you really, you either need to find a supplier. There, there are some suppliers that would handle it. Um, but there, there's some simpler business models out there than auto parts. But yeah, I, I posted a video on, on the e-commerce Aholic channel last year, kind of talking about uh, doing something like that. Um, what I would like to do uh, ultimately long-term, what I would like to do is hire MBA students or somebody like that uh, as an entrepreneur in residence and help, you know, work with them to develop oh, nice. a business model. Uh, and then, you know, once they develop the business model, then go through the process of sourcing products, whether it's, you know, you're creating your own product or you're having it manufactured in China. Uh, you know, if you're prototyping, whatever you're doing, maybe you're drop shipping, maybe you're just reselling something. Uh, you know, and grow that into where you're stocking your own inventory and things. And, you know, having several of those going at a time at different stages, but then documenting that whole process for the YouTube channel uh, is what Brilliant. I was hoping to be able to do. I just, you know, it's, it's one of those that requires a certain financial commitment that I have not been able to do until this point. Hopefully a couple of years from now, maybe. Yeah. Uh, We've, we found uh, some drop shipping resources in an industry that we're familiar with uh, that would maybe make that a little easier, might be the first one um, to try to do something like that with. Uh, but absolutely, I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, you know, if nothing else, you understand your customers better. If you're successful, then you've got a successful business that is cash flowing uh, that you can spin off. If you're not successful, then you learn some lessons and, you know, can utilize that to help your customers. Yeah. No, I think the idea of documenting it, uh, the whole process would be, would be brilliant and great, you know, great lead gen, be a lot of fun, um, would be a cool thing to do. Um, well, hey, I, uh, I got to get going uh, right now, but uh, thanks for the chat. Any last, any last words, any last shout outs? links anything you want to give to the people i don't know if i have anything useful to give to the people but if you want to find more of me you can find me on youtube.com forward slash ecommerceaholic if you can't spell that then i'm sorry you're just not going to be able to find me and i probably wasn't going to be able to give you <laughs> any useful content anyway because you can't spell <laughs> awesome thanks tj i'll talk to you later man all right, later. Cheers.